Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Uh, I'm your host, Connor McCabe. Uh, and if you have never listened to this show, or if you do, and you just want to hear me talk about exactly what this show is, it's a podcast where I bring on a guest to discuss a meaningful video game from their past. On the show, we talk as much about what made playing the game fun or memorable or any of the details that our guest wants to get into, as we will about the context of how they got into it, uh, potentially for the first time. A little bit of housekeeping up top is that if you are on social media, you should check us out. Give us a follow, like our stuff. You can find us on Instagram at callmebyyourgamepod and on Twitter at callmebyyourgame, uh, but just the one Y. So that's B-Y-O-U-R. You can also... Uh, support us in a huge way by checking us out on Patreon. We are at patreon.com slash super NPC radio, where we have a ton of bonus content waiting for you. Uh, truly, we put out, I think, three to four bonus shows every week. Uh, and it's not just from this show. It's from stuff like Video Games, a comedy show. Uh, the Reactivators are a part of it. We have Stario Chart. For this show in particular, we have a, uh, a co-op episode. These are group episodes that we do once a month. They're a big item on the DJ Toad tier. We just talked about Halo Infinite on the Xbox. And of course, we have our Metal Gear Solid Games Club. Uh, Starting when you hear this, it's starting a little over a week from now. Um, You can, of course, also rate the show on Apple Podcasts by giving us a freaking nice five-star review and telling us uh, what you love about the show, or maybe even how the guest today charmed your little socks off. Uh, or you can even just share it with a friend, whether they love video games in general or have an attachment to the one we we're talking about today. But that's it for the uh, housekeeping for the show. Uh, I'll go ahead and introduce our guest for the day. So please welcome uh, Odd Job Stan, big head advocate and international super spy Zach Olson. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me, Connor. Oh, you are so welcome. Uh, it's uh, It's been a long time coming. Um, people who, you know, <laughs> I often have people reach out and say, hey, I'd love to do your show. And uh, I often tell them, that's great. I'll throw you on a giant Excel sheet and then I'll get to you when I get to you. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot less exclusive than it sounds. But Zach is someone who I talked about doing this with a long time ago. Um, so I'm really excited to have you on. Uh, how are you doing in general? I, I know you had an interesting day, but just in general, how in how general, have you been? yeah, uh, I'd say pretty good. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm I'm happy overall and everything. Uh, yeah, how about yourself, Connor? Does the guest ever ask you how are you doing? Uh, you know, only the good ones do. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. And so uh, you're <laughs> I guess that off. charm has already begun. I, I know you mentioned that maybe maybe the guest will charm. No, I don't know. It's I'll try. If the okay. guests could see, they could probably hear it through the waves of this, uh, the sound waves emitting yeah. from my voice, but I'm a little rosy cheeked because I'm blushing. Yes, I see uh, that. <laughs> you know what? I am doing totally fine. Uh, Great. and I feel like every time I tell someone like at work, I work at a, at, I don't know if you know this, but I work at a home state, uh, the popular breakfast taco place. I did not know Los that, Angeles. but I, did, I am familiar with the place. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Right by our old haunt, the clubhouse. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's a very popular I usually just refer to work as work, but now people know where I work, so you can uh, harass me. But uh, <laughs> it's a very – the position I'm in, we're very public-facing. We are talking to guests constantly trying to – you know, whether you're taking an order or yeah. asking a delivery person uh, what's the name of the pickup or helping someone what, with really whatever. So right. 
I've noticed that when I tell someone I'm hanging in, they're always like, oftentimes they're like, oh, that doesn't sound good. And I'm like, <laughs> well, you know, to be honest, the state that the world's been in for two years, like it's, right. it, it's, it's weird because it's kind of simultaneously two things are happening. I yeah. am totally fine, uh, which also, again, might sound bad to someone. I am doing solid enough. I am more fortunate than most. But also it's – there's always this, you know, something in the back of my head that's like, man, we're fucked. <laughs> no, right. That's normal. Yeah. I, I mean that is a big thing I guess, right? Kind of adjusting to the world we're living in currently, yeah. which is different from what it was two years ago for sure. Very much uh, it so. It still is. I'd say obviously it's gotten better in some ways. Yes. Uh, if you think back mm-hmm. to 2020. Definitely. But, um, but it's still not like all the way back to normal or if it ever really really will or not. I, you know, whatever. Yeah. That's not for me to decide. But uh, it is important to be kind of like, well, you know what? All things considered w- with that, um, I'm doing all right. You know, like appreciate totally. the good things you got in life and stuff. Like yeah. That. Yeah. So, you know, for anyone out there who comes into work and I know you all, you know, you see me and I, even though I don't talk about my show, you find it one way or another. Uh, if I tell you I'm hanging in, uh, that's it's it's at least a six out of ten, which honestly on a grade scale is poor. But on a scale of <laughs> one to ten, that's above a five. So we'll take. Yeah, it. that's above average. That's great. Right. Yeah. If you're thinking or above median or whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's above five. We'll Let's say below like five <laughs> is like, uh, there's some concern there. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. And, uh, but thank you for asking, Zach. Um, you are someone that I know, like the majority of the guests on this show through the Los Angeles improv community. I actually, some people I remember the specific moment we met. I don't actually remember meeting you for the first time, but I do remember watching you do improv at mock. I think must've been when I was coming up or starting mm-hmm. out there because you were you were already a part of the cast mm-hmm. the, the show that we often talk about yeah. on this podcast with many because <laughs> there's been many uh mock improv members right. on the show uh but you are a hilarious improviser you have your own podcast and you're truly one of the consistently most funny people i've ever seen on stage uh i hope i don't know how often people tell you this but uh you are just un you're one of those people that I watch be funny and I'm just like, I want to be that funny. Thanks, dude. Uh, That's very, well, Connor, you're very, very funny yourself. I appreciate that. Uh, Thank you for all those kind words. Good, because that's why I said it. I hoped (laughs) you would return the compliment. Yeah. Uh, I know, you know, I don't specifically remember the first time we met either, but I think that's like kind of common in the improv world. Mm -hmm. Um, Unless there was something like really kind of unique a lot of the times, like, oh, we were in this weird spot where we were, whatever. Yeah. Oftentimes you do meet someone at just an improv show and that's hard to like differentiate between like <laughs> meeting everyone else. It's like, yeah, I've probably met uh, the hundreds of people that in that kind of world, but, uh, truly, uh, but I'm very happy that I met you cause you're a wonderful person. Uh, very funny improviser. Oh God. Uh, awesome human being. So, oh geez. Well, thank you. That was very nice of you to turn it back to me. Uh, <laughs> but that's how, that's how I know you. Um, I know a little bit more about you, but what do you want to share about yourself, if anything? And is there, uh, do you want to share, talk about your podcast too? Just open floor for you to talk about. Sure. Zach. Um, yeah. You know, let's do a plug right now. Uh, Baywatch Watch, which Connor has been a guest yeah. on. Yeah. Great um, show. It, thank you. It's a podcast I co-host with the wonderful Charlie Mihalik. The and newly betrothed. Yes, that's right. He just uh, announced engagement with his Episode, uh, fiance, think- Alex, Char- yesterday. Charlie, I think, was the first, and he's actually reminded me of this. Charlie was the first guest I ever recorded uh, the show with during oh, nice. lockdown. During lockdown, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, not at all. Um, uh, no, I love that. Uh, yes, that, so it's it's just a fun podcast, and what it is is we're watching every episode of Baywatch that was ever made. We're on season five now. 
Wow. So we're getting through there. Not quite halfway, but we're getting close. Uh, we're also going to watch Baywatch Nights. We haven't started yet, but uh, which is a weird... I think that's the next thing we're going to do after season five. Is that like you, when they go back to like medieval times, but they're like still <laughs> trying to be Baywatch? Oh, I love that. I'm all in on that. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, Baywatch is a ridiculous show for those who have never seen it, uh, but it's very fun and enjoyable to watch. But no, Baywatch Nights is a spinoff where Mitch, who's the main character on Baywatch, mm-hmm. um, he became a private eye at night. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and solved mysteries, <laughs> which is ridiculous because <laughs> he's a lifeguard by day, private eye by night. And then I think I read too, which I've never seen this, but in season two, it gets into kind of more like X-Files territory. So it's like, I think there's like aliens and, you know, all that, anything you can imagine. Oh, now we're talking. So I can't wait. How many seasons of the original show that you're going through are there? There's nine seasons plus two seasons, two more seasons in Hawaii. So 11 total. Okay. Is it? It's a lot, yeah. Refresh my memory. Does it take place in like Malibu? Yeah, basically. It's like a, they, they refer to it like as Baywatch- is the area which isn't a real place in California, but where they shot it, most of the stuff is either in Venice or Malibu, and okay. that's really like the world we're living in for the show. Yeah, gotcha. Um, yeah, it's such a good show. You and Charlie are wonderful hosts. Uh, five seasons now of the show and into the actual show itself. That's great. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts. Dear yes. listener, we'll put a link in the show notes. We'll plug it at the end too. Um, is there listen to Connor's episode and give a five star review of that episode. We would love it. That's what I'm talking about. I think, (laughs) yeah, right around a year ago, I want to say we did that. I think it was season four, but it could have been season three. I think it's, I don't know. Maybe it was. It's hard to place. It's uh, it's hard. Yeah. I don't. But sometime within the last year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, well, aside from your show, is there anything else you want to catch the listener up on that's important or it's up to you? (sighs) Oh my gosh. I don't, not that I can even think of really, um, just, uh, I don't know. Like Freaking what, cool like, guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, yeah. Uh, oh God. Um, You're a music- Are you, aren't you I'm a musician? musician. Yeah. Getting, yeah. You know what? Um, it has been nice. So basically we couldn't do music for a while, obviously live music. Well, this is a fun thing me and my band did. My band is called the taint. I know. Ridiculous name, but, um, uphill battle, but stick with <laughs> us listener. Uh, it's a fun, it's a fun band. So we, all through like uh once after i think this was like summer 2020 we're like you know we can't practice in the mm-hmm. studio so they came over to my house and we just would jam in our backyard kind of socially distance oh nice and we did that for like a year it was really fun and then this past year uh you know kind of like once we were all vaccinated and everything we started to uh at some point you know get back to practice and we we did a couple shows last year my before gosh. things got a little bit uh not so great again but you know yeah I think that it, obviously things will get better and we'll get back to playing some more shows, but uh, it was fantastic. We, we had, had so much fun getting back to doing that. Like it's one of those things, you know, this with like live comedy and stuff yeah. too. It's like you, we, we love it, love performing. And it's like, when it's gone, it's like, oh my gosh, I miss this so much. I really yep. wish I could do this. Man, um, uh, it's, can you, I totally agree with that sentiment because I, I feel that it, it, even yeah. if like the I think I've done did like two or three improv shows live this year, uh, yeah. which was, you know, more than previously, uh, but <laughs> yeah, we're, we're right. used to doing like two to three a week. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I definitely resonate with that of uh, that feeling of, man, getting back to it is really fun. It was kind of a challenge to actually get to these shows as or just personally. I was like, man. I don't, and you, you have a bigger challenge because you live in I Orange live, County. I live in Orange County. Yeah. So I, I live five minutes from the clubhouse <laughs> and I was still like, man, do I want to go? Like, I don't know. And then right. every time I went and did it, uh, it was special again. So it's a joy. Yeah, it truly is. 
Man, by the way, I, oh, please, yes. no, finish your thought. I, yeah, I was just going to ask, uh, what kind of genre of music does your band perform? Yeah, Can I'm you glad you asked. Pitch us your band. This is what I was actually going to get into oh, good, uh, because good. you did bring up the thing. You're like, wow, it's an uphill battle with that name. <laughs> I, so we <laughs> came up with that name a long time ago. We named it after a Mister Show sketch, where uh, it's like Taint Magazine, which we're like, oh, that's funny. But, oh. you know, it's like at this point, I'm like, God, I, I don't know about that name in some ways. It's like, it's like, it's just one of those <laughs> names. But at the same time, I'm like, part of me is like, well, who cares? A band name uh, doesn't really mean anything. Most yes. band names are kind of dumb when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Beatles. I mean, what? A, it's like a pun on with beat. The beat. You the Beatles. Idiots. The Beatles. <laughs> and it's like, is that a great name? Not really. Um, but it's okay. Uh, not to c- compare ourselves. I I'm would just saying in general. all four of those losers so hard <laughs> if I could because yeah. of that name. Uh, so we're, we're, uh, we play a lot of different genres. We're kind of a bit punkish. Um, so definitely some punk, some rock. Um, but we've always thrown other stuff in there, like surf, spaghetti, Western, all kinds Mm. of stuff like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, what do uh, you play in the band? Uh, so, um, I play, I'm one of the lead singers. There's two of us. And then, uh, right now I play bass. Um, I used to be another guitarist and then I also do like keyboards and theremin. Uh, we used to be a four piece, but um, the bass player left like some time ago, but we decided mm-hmm. to keep it as a three piece. Uh, cool. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just um, switch over to bass for at least for live you know, shows. And that's, that's what I mostly cool. do. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, it, if people want to find your music, is there a place they can find it? Is it just like um, are you guys on social got, media at all? We're, we're the worst at this stuff. But yes, there is um, the, okay, the Instagram is the taint official. No, wait, oh, I might have to look this up. I don't remember what it is. We're on Twitter, and it's just at the taint, but we don't really post on there. Okay, much. cool. We do That'll have, be a pretty easy search, uh, no matter where you are. Just search yeah. taint in your the search taint, bar, the taint. listener. No, no, <laughs> search thetaint.com. <laughs> but, uh, but I bet if you do the taint music, it might come up too. I'm trying to find um, the Instagram, but uh, and then I think we're on Facebook. I have no idea what that is. Um, it's I think it's like the taint official OC taint. Okay, I wish. I'm sorry. It's on no, there somewhere. No, you can find it if you. Necessary. You know what? My Instagram is uh, reels Zach Olson Z A C H O L S E N. Awesome. You can find it on there somehow. I'll um, definitely put a link to at least that. And if you find the one you. to your band uh, <laughs> before this okay, releases, okay. just thank send you. it to me. I, I'm horrible with this. We've always been really bad at this stuff. Uh, but yeah, we have some stuff on YouTube. Um, but we're trying to put together more stuff. We're funny enough. Um, I know this is getting way off topic from no, video it's games. All good. But we were recording an album and then the pandemic hit. Oh. So we were in the process of an album that's going to be like, I think we're going to finish it this year finally. Okay. I don't know when, but it's like going to be one of those things where it's like, well, this album took years to make. Uh, I mean, yep. you know, <laughs> not <laughs> intentionally, but it took years to make it. But yeah. So um, but we've already recorded eight songs and we need like four more or something like that. Okay. We'll yeah. Dang. A uh, new fave band alert. Uh, uh, that's I, I think exciting. It, hey, we're a fun live band. I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm not someone that's always been good at like talking about I can my tell. projects, you know, <laughs> I just, I'm not, I'm not, but and that's you know okay. What? We'll talk about you. I'll talk about it. We'll uh, make Charlie thank promote you. it. You know, we got a, a unique style and uh, sound. I, I guarantee you that. So, okay. Okay. Killer. We're more than just the name. Thank you. Well, that that's all I'll say seen. about the tape. Um, <laughs> well, uh, thank you for, uh, filling us in a little bit about yourself. And also that was truly just educational for me because I knew you're a musician, but didn't really know much about what you did with that. So that's great. Um, before we get into your history with video games, yeah. Zach, would you mind just telling us the title of the game we're going to discuss for the main event later? Today, we're going to discuss GoldenEye that was on Nintendo 64. Amazing. 
yeah. pretty iconic game. We get we occasionally yeah. get these. One of the fun things about this show is that we talk about niche games. It's really just what's special to the listener, but we hit a lot of the big ones too. And right. I'm excited to, you know, over 100 episodes in, get this one on finally. <laughs> but I'll rewind a little bit. And we'll get into your history with games. Do you remember, and this is fun because I really don't know much about your gaming habits or history. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you took intre- an interest in video games? Ooh, the f- you know, I don't know the like specific first mm-hmm. time, um, but they were introduced to me as, at a very young age. I think okay. I feel like I've been playing video games um, since I was, since I could remember essentially. Yeah, um, yeah we had, um, like, I, there's definitely like, some of those classic games um, like Pac-Man and whatnot I've played mm-hmm. back when I was a kid. We had a Nintendo at home. And I, f- I think I've been with Nintendo basically every system all the way okay. through. So that's definitely – my wife is a big gamer. Yes. And that's the system she loves is Nintendo. She the, had the Famicom Pac-Man 99, like champion of the world basically. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Since you mentioned that. So me and my wife are on, um, on uh, the Switch. We play on uh, Pac-Man 99. And we're in the top hundred. We we share the account, but uh, we're we're pretty good at it, actually. Where do you think you would? And honestly, I I want to know the answer to this. If you think you know, where would you be if just your wife played? I so and I, I, think I would refer to her by name, but is, I didn't know if you were like, no, I don't want to say her name. Oh, uh, no, it's okay. We can say Mimi. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I think either one of us is definitely capable of being in the top hundred. It's just Dang. like part of it is like um, a commitment because you have to play quite a bit to do it. So yeah. From our viewpoint, it's like, well, we share the account and that helps us, you know, get more of these wins or whatever. But um, it, it's uh, we both are we're about like the same skill set or whatever on it. OK. We're, and uh, this is something we just like picked up during the pandemic, basically. Yeah. Because I think it did it come out in 2020. Pac-Man I, 99? It, I think it was released. Right. I think it did. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we've played Pac-Man before, but neither one of us were like, uh, you know, experts on Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. So we're like, well, this is pretty fun. So we just kept playing it and we got pretty dang good at it. So we're dang. Yeah. That is so impressive to me. Uh, I did. I was thinking about you two uh, the past few days because I hadn't played Tetris 99 in a while. Mimi's really good at that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Just a champ. And uh, but I picked it up because they do these. I don't know if you've noticed it, but they do these. Of course, I'm asking you about your history with games and talking about myself. But uh, they have these Maximus Cups every so often where for a weekend um, it's a certain themed Tetris uh, sort of layout. Based on It'll a be like Nintendo game Super Mario or, or something like that or whatever. Yes. yes. I've seen Mimi playing that. Yeah. And there's a new uh, Pokemon game that's coming Ooh. out this coming Friday. And so it's okay. themed after that. And if you earn 100 points uh, by playing over the weekend, uh, then you get the skin for free. Um, okay. So I was Which, playing around with that. and I was Sorry, is that this weekend? Or yes. And it ends in tonight? Or? So it probably ends tonight. Yeah. Oh my but, God. It may I don't already know aware of that. Honestly. Shoot, um, I, I got to tell her about that, but I don't know. That might be too many times to play. You, you said 100 also, times? Oh, no. I mean, if you win, you get 100 points. But if you get like top, uh, I want to say top like, basically the better you do, the more points you get. So you could do it realistically, especially if she's good. She could probably do it in like five matches or less. Okay. Um, then probably she can. Yeah, I think yeah. she can. She's someone that can get like, I mean, Tetris 99 is pretty tough and competitive, but mm-hmm. she can, I would say pretty consistently get in the top 10 for that one. She would probably um, do it in a few. I think she would probably do yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> but even if you don't I, yeah. get a skin, you can always use your tickets to uh, to just like, uh, which you earn by playing, to just okay. get it, get it one of the skins that passed you by. Um, 
But anyway, you've, you've I'll, I'll bring it back to you. Yeah, yeah. You've always had Nintendo around. Um, right. Uh, what are some uh, – you talk, well, you did talk about Pac-Man. Any other early yeah. games that you remember like really enjoying? Oh, you know, um, so yeah, let's see. Kung Fu, I liked that game. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that game was fun. Where you could like go on the other side of the screen if you went left or right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know what? I I just realized um, recently, I didn't know that this the game Kung Fu was based on a Bruce Lee film. I had no idea. Oh my gosh. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not Bruce Lee. I, I said wrong person. Uh, wrong famous actor, uh, Jackie Chan. Okay. Um, it's, uh, what was the, I think it's Meals on Wheels is what it's called in this hmm. market. Um, but they, ba- and I had no idea, but it's like they based like, some of the levels, like the Pakoda and like that, and it, it, like the other market, I think, um, in Japan, they actually had it named after the characters. I, I could be messing up part of this, but um, huh. here I think I don't remember what the character was named. It might be a different name, but um, I didn't know that. But it wow. is also, I think, it is like based somewhat on Bruce Lee in, in the sense of I think it's Game of Death, where it's like levels, and that's what Kung Fu was basically. Okay. You go up different levels and then fight like the main bad guy at the end. Okay, um, nice. So there's that one, Excite Bike. Which is, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. I, I, I mean, honestly, all the Mario games are, there's so many variations, but like, um, love them. Like the yeah. original Mario, Super Mario Brothers, second, third, so on and so on. Um, can't go wrong with that. Mario Kart, which I guess that's actually Super Nintendo when it probably first came out. Yes, right? true. Love that. We've played every iteration of that, basically. Um, Have you consistently... And when I say consistently, I mean like a lot of people drop off at times. Like I have, I've had like slower gaming periods in my life. Um, have you sort of consistently up until this point, at least you know, been drop uh, getting in and out of games? Yeah. So I would, I, I'll get into this a little bit with Goldeneye, but mm-hmm. I, I don't play games as much anymore. Yes. But but Mimi and I do play pretty regularly. We you know what we actually just got recently was um, mm. I think it's called like Clubhouse Fifty One Games or something like yeah. that. Yeah. We love it. We've been playing that almost every night. So, oh man, that game because um, it's like a, t- a ton of games in one, right? And they're like yeah, yeah. Trad- games you could normally play like at home, but they're just they're on the Switch. Exactly. A lot of them are like classic board games, like your chess or backgammon mm-hmm. or stuff like that. But it's also I love it because it has a lot of uh, games I never played before. You know, like um, from other parts of the world, and it also has like some games like Hanafuda, which is mm. a Japanese game that it's a card game with that really ornate like beautiful cards um yes and Mimi and I love that game but we the way we usually play it like uh, in Japan is like you have to have three or more people so like if we're at home it's like oh we can't play it together but now we can play this on on this game and uh it's pretty fun actually (laughs) I I love Hanafuda oh that's Um, great yeah so a lot of games like that that are really cool um been doing that and then of course we play Pac-Man and then we um like Mimi loves Luigi's Mansion sometimes I'll play that with her yes um, or we'll do Mario Kart, stuff like that. Um, but so I, I guess I will say, you know, I got a little bit more into gaming back into, um, over this pandemic, but I, I still mm-hmm. wouldn't call myself like a serious game or anything like yeah. that. I, I, you know, but I definitely growing up, I played a lot of video games. Um, That's oh my cool. God, I, I played, uh, I just remember this Ghosts and Goblins, uh, which was a very, it's a very difficult game, right? Yeah. So I played that as a kid. I distinctly remember one time it, cause it would take forever to like, get past certain levels and it just a struggle. Uh-huh. And I remember one time I'd gotten to like pretty far in the game and I was like, Oh my God, I'm finally doing it. And my mom was like, Zach, we got to go. Cause it, I had to go. I don't remember where it was, but just uh-huh. like one of those things where it's like, <laughs> your mom's like, Hey, it's time to go to whatever thing we got to yes. go do. And I was like, no, mom, I, I can't you don't understand. You don't understand. And she's like, no, you like parents are just like, no, it's just a video game. It's uh, don't. Worry. And I was like, yes. so crushed. And of course oh. I never got that far again. 
Because that game, <laughs> that game, game is so specifically hard. too. Like yeah. any game that would be brutal, especially you know on like the NES, Super NES, but yeah. um, especially that one, which is just like getting out. It'll take a while if you were playing this game for the first time to even get out of the first area. Yeah, it's yeah. so it's just so tough. relentless and almost unfair, honestly. It is so tough. Maybe played this. Oh, I don't know if I remember it. So it's on, you know, like on um, online on the Switch, you can get like yeah. classic NES or um, Super, Super NES mm-hmm. games. I think it's on NEA, NES. Um, there's this game where you're like a kid. Oh, Kid Icarus. Is that maybe that's yeah. called? I might have this. Is it where you have like a skateboard or something? Or is that a different one? Kid Icarus is where you're playing this guy named Pit where you shoot arrows and stuff. It might be. Oh, no, it's not Kid Icarus. Sorry, wrong one. It's like you have this kind of skateboard thing, but Mm -hmm. you're just like, it's similar to Kid Icarus, like where you're like jumping over bad guys and stuff like that. Uh Uh-huh. Does that sound familiar? I I wish I could remember. There's probably a skateboarding game on there. It's not, but you know, it's funny. I said skateboarding, but it's not a skateboarding game. Otherwise, It's not like um, (laughs) Skate or Die or any of those games like that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, But anyways, I thought of that game because I'm like, Mimi was playing it again like a year ago. And it's so hard. <laughs> it's one of those <laughs> things where it's like, you just like, gotta, you got to perfectly time the one little yes. jump or then, or else if you don't, and then it's like all the way back very far. And it's like, because I feel like that's probably less of a thing now with games, right? Mm-hmm. Where usually you get to like save points. It's more common, but like br- games used to be so brutal. I feel like it'd be like, oh nope, yeah, back to the start with you essentially or way, way, way back, whatever not, it was. Not only were like they more, uh, they were more unforgiving than yeah. games are now. By a significant margin, but right. also they weren't, I mean, it was early days of games, so they also weren't designed as well. So oh, like, for sure they're like hit boxes were off. You could actually land on a tile and fall through it when you should have landed on it, like all sorts of <laughs> yeah, stuff of like course. that. So man, I can imagine. I mean, yeah, but there are, the, there are games, of course, like Pac-Man, I would argue is like a perfect game in mm-hmm. many ways. I'm just like, for what it is. I mean, yes. it's not very complex, but I'm like, whoever designed this, it's like perfect. Like the mm-hmm. way. Well, you have to navigate through everything and eating everything and, and like how difficult that is and dealing with the ghosts and stuff like that. It's great. But you, a lot of classic games, are not that great, of course. And very, very difficult. Yeah. Uh, did, do you, looking back at your history of games, do you have a, a like a favorite console ever? Ooh, uh, that's a good question. Hmm. You know, this is, <laughs> this is, I don't think this is the right answer, but in a way I was going to say, Maybe Nintendo Switch, because I'm like, well, the advancements they've made. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's much great. better. It could be so Switch. In, in a way, that, but I guess like, I don't I don't think it's like because it's necessarily better, but I if, if I had to choose, I guess I would go the original Nintendo just because I was a mm-hmm. kid and and like all those Super Mario games and all those games I just love so much, spent so yes. much time on. I'd, I'd have to go with that one. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to be like the best answer. It's just what it, it your right. favorite, you know? Yeah. I love it. And it like uh, that sort of 2D animation. Um, uh, it, it's funny because we're going to get into Nintendo 64. Yes. That's like the in-between where it's like not that great, you know, compared yeah. to everything. And like what did you compare to what it is now? It's like a, you know, no, the, that's the, that's the tough period. But like the, the classic games, like the Mario ones are like, uh, they're always fun to like, they still look great in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's simple animation, but it looks great. You know, it's fun to. I still do. I don't think this is probably the case for everyone, but I played that as a kid too. So it's still fun for me to every, I don't know, every so often I will also just flip it on and be like, well, let's see how far I can get in Super Mario Bros. tonight uh, <laughs> or just right now, or maybe I'll get bored and turn it off. It's, I just, it's so it, great. It um, is fun. Did you play Super Mario 99 when that came out? I did. Uh, Super Mario 35 was oh, the Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Title. I'm sorry. I, because of the 99, hey, I was thinking with the other all, ones. It was it's a 99 the same idea, though. Game. Yeah. Yeah. But they called it 35 it. for the anniversary, I believe, right? Yeah. 
I never, I didn't enjoy, I didn't play it near as much as I have played hours I pumped into Tetris 99, but I did play it a few times and it was interesting. A really cool idea. I'm really bummed yeah. they took it away. Right. Uh, yeah. Mimi was such was a weird really good Nintendo choice. I know. I don't know Gosh. why. Why did they take, don't take away these fun things. Keep them there. Please don't. Um, I was going to ask you. Uh, it, but I think you sort of already have answered this, but if there is another title, please, uh, feel free to talk about it. Um, recently in the last maybe year or so, uh, or even two, if you want, however far you want to reach back, has there been a game in particular that you have, uh, enjoyed that you wanted to talk about, or (laughs) have you kind of covered that with Clubhouse 51 and Pac-Man? I I feel like maybe I did cover it for the most part. Uh, and yeah, and Pac-Man 99 would be the main one for sure. Cool. Um, but I, we especially in 2020, Mimi and I played a lot of uh, Luigi's Mansion. Though that, that was really fun. Such I, a good game. Mimi's the champ, so I would always be Guigi in that situation. Yes. <laughs> but I was like, that's fine with me because like she knows I what love she's that doing. You could play co-op like that. I yeah. really didn't do it, but uh, gosh, I think that game was just absolutely fantastic, and I'm it glad is. you got to play it too. Yeah, very fun. Um, well. Uh, Zach, uh, thank you for talking to us about uh, some of your video game history. Thank uh, you. I really appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break, uh, and then when we come back, we'll talk about uh, your experience with Goldeneye. So I'll see you on the other side. Sounds great. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Of course, here to discuss... GoldenEye 007 for the Nintendo 64 with Zach Olson. Zach, hello, my friend. Hello. Thanks for having me back. You are so welcome. Uh, as I told you before, we're, before we talk about your personal experience with the game, I'm going to get into a little of the history and context about this game, even though it is one Great. of those uh, very, very, especially if you're from, uh, you played the N64 and were around during this time. This is uh, one of the most famous games out there. Uh, yeah. But I'll get into it, and feel free to jump in if you'd like, Zach. Okay. Uh, Otherwise, GoldenEye 007 is a 1997 first-person shooter developed by Rare and published by Nintendo for the Nintendo 64 based on the 1995 film, uh, James Bond film, GoldenEye. It features a single-player campaign in which the player controls secret intelligence service agent – James Bond 007, through a series of levels to prevent cr- a criminal syndicate from using a satellite weapon against London to cause a global financial meltdown. Can't think of anything worse than a global financial meltdown. Um, the game includes a multiplayer mode as well, which might even be what it's known uh, j- just about equally as well for, um, in which I'm doing a little editorializing yeah. <laughs> as I go through this, uh, which... Uh, up to four players could compete yeah. in several deathmatch scenarios via split screen. Um, I'm assuming we're going to get into it, but this game uh, was sort of a bridge from your your dooms and your early first-person shooters that you had and what we would eventually get in Halo, which also mm-hmm. took another step for yeah. the FPS genre. But um, this and both the campaign and multiplayer were incredibly popular. Um, yeah. Development began in 1995 uh, and was handled by an inexperienced team led by Martin Hollis, who had previously worked as a programmer on the coin-op version of Killer Instinct. Uh, it was This game was primarily inspired by Sega's Virtua Cop, which we'll hear about more later, uh, before being redesigned as a free-roaming shooter. 
After two and a half years of development, GoldenEye 007 was released shortly before the release of the GoldenEye sequel, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, a quick side question for you. Fair to assume you've seen – this isn't a question. I'm just oh, saying yeah. something. Have you seen GoldenEye? Have you seen these Bond movies? I have. I, yes, I've seen actually both of those, but it's it's been a hot minute. I don't – it's been a while, but I will just say real quick um, – one of the fun things about the game is that it mm-hmm. is very close to the movie itself, actually. Yes. A lot of the characters and a lot of the storyline is similar. It really does feel like you're in that world of the movie. Uh, and the movie, it, it's a pretty good movie from my memory. I haven't watched it recently. Hopefully it doesn't suck. And I was wrong back then. But, I watched um, it yeah. uh, you think? about a year ago for actually our friend uh, Leonard Smith Jr.'s po- podcast, oh, nice. Film vs. Film. I, they had me on to watch two video game movies. We watched, because uh, I guess that's who I am. Um <laughs> Goldeneye and Mortal Kombat. Uh, and <laughs> nice. they are. The Jean, no, not Jean Claude Van Damme. That's. Um, that, or no, yeah, uh, he's in Street Fighter. Jean, yes. uh, Mortal Kombat is a really bad film, but a, a delightfully fun, bad film, I think. It, it was so funny because I, I completely agree with you. That's what I took away from it. It was almost that they both had aged interestingly. Um, Goldeneye almost because it takes itself seriously, it's mm-hmm. fun, but it takes itself a little more seriously. It was almost. Uh, more strange to see its quirks and and gotcha. you know now present flaws and some funny things but it was yeah. still you know don't get me wrong i had a really good time watching it and i i think if you like james bond check it out um or brosnan uh or sean bean you know whoever uh yeah. anyway um the so yeah this game came out actually before the sequel um <laughs> yeah and Although it faced uh, low expectations from the gaming media, it ended up selling over 8 million copies, making it the third best-selling N64 game ever. Um, How about that? Crazy. So that's behind Super Mario 64 and uh, Mario Kart 64. So pretty dang good company. Yeah. Those are big-time games right there. It's huge. Uh, it received also received a critical acclaim um, from both uh, critics and uh, just players, uh, given to its visuals, gameplay depth, and variety and multiplayer mode. And in 1998, it received the BAFTA Interactive Entertainment Games Award and four awards from the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences. It was really was sort of a groundbreaking game for the time. Um, lastly. Uh, Retrospectively, GoldenEye 007 is considered an important game in the history of FPS shooters, as we've already er, – first-person shooters, FPS shooters is redundant, for demonstrating the viability of game consoles as platforms for the genre and for signaling a transition from the then-standard Doom-like approach to more realistic style. Uh, it pioneered features such as an atmospheric single-player missions, stealth elements, uh, console multiplayer deathmatch mode. This is some things we've already touched on so far. Uh, and it's frequently cited as one of the greatest games of all time, uh, with many of its gameplay elements, such as the uh, Clob Gun, having left an enduring impression in video game culture. I honestly don't even know what the Clob Gun is, to be honest with you, because I we'll get into it, but I didn't okay, really play yeah. this game too much. Um, and then a uh, spiritual successor, uh, Perfect Dark, was released by Rare in 2000 on the N64 as well. And lastly, a reimagining of the game. Also titled Goldeneye 007 was released in 2010. Um, have you played Perfect Dark or the reimagining of this game? No, neither. Actually, um, I did hear that the reimagining is just not as good, though. Right? I've heard the same. I don't yeah. know if what the reasoning is, but I heard the exact same thing. Yeah, 
but um, I, I have heard Perfect Dark is is pretty good. Just mm-hmm. I never I never played it though. I'm, I don't know why, but I played them about equal amounts, which is really not much. Friends had a, had these games, but I do have Perfect Dark, um, but I don't have. I don't believe I have Goldeneye on the N64, okay. and that's one that I got to get for my little collection. Um, is it hard to get? I mean, there's a lot of copies, obviously, because it sold well. So, but it's a popular. It's actually uh, not too hard to get. Not too hard um, to get then. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. It's yeah. not crazy expensive either. Uh, I want to. I don't know off the top of my head, but you could find it for sure. Yeah. Um, that's it, pretty much for the history and context. I, Zach, was there anything can I you add wanted one, to include? Yeah, it? I. Oh, yeah, you know, I just watched a video. Uh, Sometime before this, just uh, that was about basically the history of the video game. And yes. um, one of the things that stuck out to me, because you did mention this, that the developers, almost the whole team is like new to this, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Which is phenomenal that they did this. But it was a quote from one of those guys where he was like, yeah, basically we were like, we'd come up with these crazy ideas. And then we're like, every time we'd just be like, well, we're going to do that then. Um, <laughs> and he's like basically saying like, uh, like and now you, like people, when, once people have been in the industry, they're like, well, no, that's not reasonable we need to mm-hmm. like be more timely. So we're not gonna do that. They didn't think in that way. So they just ended up doing really cool stuff and just taking the time to do it, which usually doesn't happen. So yes. I think that's one of the positives that they were new to this. And they're like, well, we don't know what we're doing. So we'll just do whatever we, comes in our mind and make, make it happen. We'll figure out yeah. a way. I they love that. So have like the same sort of inhibitions that right. other, that maybe more seasoned developers at the time would have had. That's exactly that is a yeah. great uh, addition. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, probably better for it for not just this game, but the genre. Yeah. So let's get into it. Um, your experience with the game, Zach, do you remember how you came to uh, maybe even discover this game or play it for the first time? So I don't remember specifically the first time mm-hmm. I encountered it, uh, but I assume it just was like through friends, basically. Because sure. um, this is a game that I played with a lot of my friends uh, back in the day. And so... Um, we would do, uh, I, I love the the single player element of it, but we'd also do a lot of multiplayer, mm-hmm. which is just a blast. Um, very influential. You mentioned like Halo. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another game I played a lot of back in the oh, day nice. and the same loved multiplayer. Um, I since have, I don't really play uh, first person shooters anymore though, but those those are the two games that like I just loved and I played a lot of. Nice. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't really know Call of Duty very well. I know it's like of that genre basically, yes. but I just, I don't, I've never really played it. Um, like are barely, but, uh, yeah, I, so it became very popular, just a fun thing to do with the multiplayer element. Um, but I also would, I like, okay. So I'm going to mention my friend, Martin, who was one of my best friends, um, Martin, Martin Bonilla. Uh, he went to, we went to college together and, uh, it, he's still one of my best friends from, you know, childhood. Uh, but we, we both played it a lot and we do a lot of single player, uh, with it as, as well. You know, one would play and mm-hmm. we'd watch. Uh, and I, so I'll just, should I just get into like maybe the main thing that's Yeah, insane? whatever you'd like Am to I, share about. I can also I, ask you questions when I'm ready, but yeah, feel free. I'll, I'll tell you this part. Uh, so one of the thing, one of the reasons why I mentioned this game and I want to do it, it was, it is definitely one of the games I played more than anything else, uh-huh. but I, it got to a point where like, I was a little bit like playing it too much. So <laughs> when <laughs> this is in. By the way, this is like shows that this game had like legs. It lasted for a while, like and it's interesting. Like it still was relevant for a, at least a little while until like the yes. next system came out. This is in the early two thousands, so I know the game came out in ninety seven. But this is the early two mm-hmm. thousands. I'm in college in my senior year, and I am I'm uh, playing this game during finals week, basically. Yeah, and I can't stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend is like, "Dude, you gotta, you need to graduate." And I was like, "I," but I couldn't stop. I was on. Um, 
Oh, what is it called? The cradle, which is like the final stage. Oh, yeah. And it's really difficult, super difficult, and just couldn't stop doing it. And uh, I mentioned this to my, my friend recently. He was like, oh, yeah, you might have forgotten, but you had to ask, ask for an extension for one of your papers. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. This is all because of What's this game. What's the reason, Mr. Olson? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what I said, but Pray it wasn't for that. video games. Oh, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> just I feel overworked by all this stuff. But yeah, this is like my biggest moment of procrastination I've ever experienced. Um, I, I'm much better about it now, but I feel like I, when I was younger, I struggled with procrastination a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, which, it, you know, like, why do we procrastinate? I don't know. There's like a number of reasons, but it could be like yes. you're, you're afraid of like what's going to happen or something, whatever it is, you know, kind of putting it off. And I guess in a way it makes sense that you would procrastinate when you're about to graduate from college. It's like a big life moment. Yeah. Uh, you're like putting off the uh, inevitable it, I think pushing so. forward of your future. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's what was happening. Basically, um, interesting. Just, isn't that interesting? Uh, but it it really was like a, a moment of like, am I going to graduate? Mm-hmm. Just because I've I've worked hard all these years, and then like now, I'm, am I going to throw it away because I can't stop playing this game? Um, to, to, <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will spoil this. Uh, I I did graduate. Thankfully, I was oh, able to put wow. it all together. Ugh, the audience and just I, let out a sigh of relief. I know, and I passed Goldeneye, uh, oh. so that was great too. So it was important. a win-win uh, all around. Um, but it's it is funny thinking back to it now. I I did pass with my major, but I had a minor at the time, and I didn't complete that. I had one. I don't blame that all on Goldeneye, mm-hmm. though it's it's a part of it. But I um, just like one class short of getting the minor in comparative literature. Oh, gotcha. I mean, I don't would I have used that? Not necessarily, but I didn't finish it. <laughs> yeah, D- stupid. Where did you, yeah. Uh, first of oh, all, are I know yeah. you live in Orange County? Are you from yes. Orange County? So I'm from Orange County originally as well, um, and I went to Long Beach State actually. That's oh, my dude, alma mater. Sup? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember the the 49ers is the. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, very cool. Yeah, um, which I, I I loved it going to school there. Um, I mean, I mean that's part of it. It's like you know, it's a fun time, and it's you got to but you got to move on to the next chapter. But yeah, I don't what, know. What um. I, did you major in there? Uh, so my my major is in Chinese, actually. So um, I I love Wait, languages. Are you trilingual? Uh, I'm hmm, ish. I so yeah, I speak Japanese pretty decently, and yes. then obviously English. Um, and then I I I studied quite a bit of Chinese. Um, and then I didn't use it for years, and I yes. kind of forgot a lot. But I did uh, kind of. I've just recently started kind of uh, studying again. Oh, cool. On like Duolingo, so I'm I like a very basic level. I can mm-hmm. uh, communicate a little bit. Um. And then there's some other languages I know a little bit of too, but I, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't, I, I know some languages, but I don't I feel comfortable saying like, oh yeah, I can speak. All this. I don't know. I some figured people say, you wouldn't, uh, right. but want, I, you wouldn't feel as comfortable as me being like, dude, I've heard you speak, uh, like <laughs> I do, I've seen you do improv shows in full Japanese. Yes. I think yeah. that's the only language besides English. I feel comfortable doing Those are gotcha. the two languages. I guess that's one way of putting it. And um, also my friend. You speak the language of love. I speak. That's right. <laughs> we all know that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would feel comfortable going to say like China and then um, yeah, and then like just trying to get by to at least sure. to some degree. I I think at that level, if that makes sense, like yes, at least going into stores or whatever and like asking, you know, whatever. probably like it's almost. Uh, I'm sure you are probably far more. Uh, fluent in the language, but like I can speak enough Spanish to communicate with people uh, f- fairly well and just to get across certain things. There's nice. There are things, aspects of the language, and this is a full-on brag that I've absolutely forgotten, like yeah, whether yeah. it's like past tense or future stuff that I, see, I, yeah. that I 
like when I'm communicating with people, especially at the restaurant that I work at, uh-huh. um, it's really fun to talk to people, even if it's just like the exchanging of pleasantries. Um, <laughs> but there are things that I was trying to talk to someone today about because I was looking for lids for these cups and I didn't know the How to lid- say lids. Yeah, I didn't know what lids were. In fact, sure. I couldn't even remember the word for cup. So it was like I was trying to like Would, would also... it be vaso or is that just glass? I think it could I, be cup see, too. See, you know what? You probably know Spanish better than I do. I, but... So I start, I start saying Spanish again. I Like I'm yes. not kidding. L- language is one of my passion in life. Love it. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I, I basically – oh, so what I wanted to major in in college, yes. um, I actually – you know, it's funny. I started as a music major and then decided like I love music, but I don't really like the theory aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So I changed to history just because I didn't really know I needed something. I was like – I had some interest in it. And then I was like, you know, I really want to study linguistics. I, yeah. I, I, that really interests me. Long Beach State didn't have a linguistics course. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe they do now, but they didn't at the time. So I took – I had – taken um oh can i tell a quick funny aside i would love I, it i've told this to some people before but um the main reason i ended up with my major if you will was one time i was up at um i was with some friends up at we were visiting a friend at berkeley mm. staying at his place and um we got really high uh weed nice that night and um i like just really high like feeling great and then i we were just watching tv and then um we, we turned on a public access um television show mm-hmm. And there was a puppetry show in uh, Chinese, Mandarin Chinese. And um, I was like, this is so interesting. Just like uh-huh. listening to the rhythm of the language and everything about it. And it's um, and how it differs so much from English and stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, I want to take a class in this. I just want to learn more about this language. So that's what I did. I took a class at Long Beach. And then when I realized I See, wouldn't be able to do a major. drugs are good, mom drugs and are dad. Good. And that's how I, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just major in Chinese instead then. Um, and so that's that's how I got into that. But yeah, I, I love languages. Uh yeah, so uh, in Spanish, uh, maybe we can uh, speak a little bit, uh, you and me, Connor. Uh, oh my gosh, yeah. I would love that. Just just love. not on mic because I would be embarrassed. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> everyone, I don't want the listener to know exactly how crappy no, I, my Spanish is. I get it. Is. I personally, yeah. everyone's different, but I think um, for me, like if I'm reading the language or like what I mean, or listening to language, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm so much better. It's something about like when you're put on the spot now, can you speak it? Sometimes my uh, brain will throw up blocks like, whoa, 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 <laughs> like it's almost I like, like don't that's wanna... fairly common. And fairly I, don't common right? yeah. it, it, I don't know if it's like, oh, a certain type of uh, person's, you know, neurological strengths it, like will feed into that or if yeah. other people actually feel more comfortable speaking it. But I think that's common and I relate to that a lot. Cool. I love to hear that. Um that is, man, we've gone down such a fun I, rabbit hole. This is like, <laughs> this is why we do this. Um, yeah. But I do want to know, um, game wise, from what you can remember, uh, what do you, what did you enjoy about the game? What was fun for you to go back to, or even maybe like what kept? I mean, you were getting to the end of the game. <laughs> That's part of it, right? Yeah. But yeah. But I played the game a lot. I mean, I just it was very enjoyable. I think the the storyline is just fun. Um, in each aspect of every level. Where it's like you have a mission, and it's not like as straightforward as some games are. It's just like it'd be like you'd have different tasks you have to do, mm-hmm. and it wasn't easy. You had to be stealthy, you know. You had to be a spy. Yes. Um, the AI was fantastic for its time. Mm-hmm. Um, like the way the um, the villains, if you will, would respond to you, and like how they really, um, unless you kept really quiet <laughs> in some way, <laughs> oftentimes. Oh, this guy would notice you, and then that would alert someone else over there. Oh, like all these people, like yeah. in the real world, like would kind of happen and stuff like that. It wasn't just like an endless amount of um, bad guys coming at you, like in a lot of games, earlier games. Yes, you know. Um, so I love that part of it. Um, 
uh, all the different little choices you had with like gadgets and weapons and stuff like that. It's funny. Well, you mentioned that gun, by the way. Clog was that what it was? Clob with a Clob. K. That's what it is. Clob. Yeah. And I was like, wait, is that the one I'm thinking it is? And I looked up and I was like, okay, it is the one. So that got, that gun just sucked. Basically, is the, the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the gun you didn't want to use. If that was like your only option, you're like, oh yes. man, the Clob gun. It sucks. It was very inaccurate in and um, mm. shooting gun. The best guns were like, um, well, the standard gun, like the pistol with the silencer. That's you can't go wrong with that. Um, oh, I, I'm not a gun person, so I forget whatever it was, like an AR, AR something or whatever, you know, like some yeah. kind of rifle. Um, accurate guns, those were like the better ones, basically. I know guns from Halo, like the Needler. Okay. And, yeah, I remember the Needler. That's uh, the one that shoots out all the different little yeah. uh, like laser things. Yeah. Yeah, I used to play that one a lot too. Great game. Halo's so a great game. I like it. I like it. The more unrealistic and the less uh, grounded a shooter is, the more I like it because it's just, it just I just have an issue with gun violence like a you lot know, of people do. I do too. I 100% do. It's funny. I'm glad you brought that up. I am, I'm with you on that one. Uh, I guess like in terms of that, GoldenEye is probably the most realistic shooter game I've ever played. But yeah. I think and maybe it's, what- It's like almost, It. I don't know how you feel, but for me- Again, being a little more distant to, from away from this game, it almost still lives in a in like a in a space that it doesn't feel that real. Even though at the time yes. it was probably it was praised for that. Now it's like you can look at it and it oh. feels a little you know cartoony. <laughs> yeah. Of course, you wouldn't. No one would be like, "This is yeah. so real," um, because the graphics are like. Okay, so we mentioned that earlier. It's like the. What, what do you call that? Like that sort of boxy kind of graphics of its time. Um, they're not that can be hard on the like, eyes. <laughs> now. Yes, they're not quite like Minecraft blocky, but they yeah. are like N sixty four early three D model blocky. But they did a good job, at least from what I could tell, of of mapping like face scans onto people. Yes, the face scans were fun. Yeah, it lit- but it, it is like a blocky face with like someone's actual uh, or blocky head with someone's yes. actual face on it. <laughs> so the faces look realistic, but. Uh, but they usually it would be like I think only like a couple expressions or something like that. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be like they're not that realistic, but it'd be like, hey, and then like, oh, like the person's like scared or worried, yeah. you know, something like that. So it's pretty simple. Um, it's of its time. But yeah, so it's not too realistic though in that sense. It didn't really have like blood or gore or anything mm-hmm. like that. It is a it is a shooter though, you're shooting people. But I think one maybe element, at least that from my perspective, is it's like because it was such, such ba- it's like the movie itself. Like you really mm-hmm. just feel like you're playing the video, the movie. You're playing yeah. like a James Bond movie as opposed to like, hey, I'm a, a guy with a gun and I'm shooting a bunch of people. Yes. Well, I, you know, <laughs> take it out as you will. It's that I don't, I don't, I personally didn't feel like I was that guy. It's just like yeah. I'm James Bond and I'm on a mission. And so, um, but yeah, otherwise I, I, those kind of games don't really appeal to me mm-hmm. for obvious yeah, reasons. Um, but, uh, but I, I did love this one. Um, and then otherwise I would agree with you. Yeah, it's like there it is. there's a difference basically with like that and like a Halo where you're some guy that's just killing aliens or whatever. Yeah, uh, shooting no, lasers. Yeah. Uh, I, I, we don't know if they exist or not. Um, if they yeah. did exist and then they look like the characters in Halo, then we would probably feel bad about that. Then them. I would have a problem with it. And right, I'd yeah, Very yeah. public. Uh, and I, will, I would, I would uh, uh, delete the co-op episode from the month of January. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's um, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I I just remembered something else. By the yeah, way, I, another reason I think besides like having an issue with like stopping playing that during finals week, um, is I remember because I played it so much that I would start to see. Um, so one of the fun aspects of the game is you go around and you shoot out like either alarms or like a lot of times security cameras. Yes, and it, it, it's actually very fun in the game. I started to see like when I just being about if I saw a security camera like that, 
I inst- my brain would map a scope onto it. <laughs> I was like, that's not good. That's not good. That's too much. Wait, of when this. did this gun get in my hands? Yeah, no, I've never been a gun guy. Uh, but no, it's like I, I'm playing this. If I'm starting to now see this like map yeah. down to an actual security. You're, it's like your inst become your instinct at that point. Right, basically, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, that's that's great. I think uh, I would have a similar thing happen with uh, after playing the Tony Hawk games. I remember, oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, not that I mean, I went through skateboarding phases, but always really sucked. Uh, but same. I remember I, same. <laughs> Same for you. Uh, I, yeah, I, uh, I was. Yeah, I, oh, I love skateboarding. I played when I was a kid, but uh, yeah, yeah I, I was never like really good at. It. Or um, I said played skateboarding. Is that what I just said? No, it counts. No, that's oh how my we God. know you really. Did. I think because we're saying play video games too much. But yeah. I skateboarded as a kid, uh, but I was never that good. But yeah, love same it. here. And but I do remember being in like the back of my mom's car and driving along some just like street in our hometown and just like sort of like zoning out and looking at the side just zoning out Mm -hmm. on the sidewalk as we'd go by and then i would imagine like i don't this is maybe a little different but i would imagine like a skateboarder or tony hawk like grinding on a car ollieing onto the curb doing a kickflip out of like a little driveway lip like anything like that i think kind of a similar thing yeah and then the adolescence amiibo would start Playing in your head, yes. amoeba. <laughs> so here I am. <laughs> yeah, I I love the Tony Hawk games. Um, I think it's is it the original one? I probably played a lot. Um, mm-hmm. That's another game. What what system was that? Was that on Nintendo sixty four or GameCube? The original the, uh, two were on PlayStation one and N sixty four, and okay, maybe even computer. Um, but then GameCube and PS two is when three came out. Maybe three was the one I played more. I yeah. sorry, I forget. It's been a while. So yeah, maybe three is. The it's one also on, on I think PS one and 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 sixty four, okay. but it's not as good. Um, yeah, I love the, uh, those games. Were great though, dude. So all timers. I replayed through three uh, at the end of last year. And oh nice. It, that's my personal favorite. I love awesome. Tony Hawk three. Um, Such a great game. I oh, man love it. The music's great. Uh, but it just wow. It's it is it truly is one of those things where you're like, wow, I wish I was as good at skateboarding. Right. Uh, <laughs> I wish I was like a superhero at skateboarding. Um, uh, I, by the way, a personal note on skateboarding. Yeah. Was this last year? Or I guess this is 2020. Yeah, 2020. I got a skateboard again. I have my old skateboard from when I was a kid, but yeah. it's like skateboards are better now. This mine is kind <laughs> of, you know, so I just got like a cheap one just to like uh, try doing it again. And I, I did it a bit. Um, oh, it was really fun. And I relearned. I was horrible at ollieing when I was a kid, but I kind of learned how to do it again. And oh. I think I was like better. Nothing, nothing phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like jumping sure. a foot in the air or anything. <laughs> any like take? That. Do you remember any like? Uh, and I don't care how in the weeds we are. We're talking about skateboarding, which yeah, is the coolest thing in the world. It is. Yeah. Do you from when you, when you were like practicing ollieing with uh, in this new phase of your life? Were there any like small technique takeaways? Because I still kind of remember some small things that I would try to do. But anything you want to share? Yeah, uh, this is not coming from a professional's mouth here, of also, course. Also, are you Vitamins. goofy or I'm goofy-footed. I'm goofy-footed. Is goofy left forward? L- uh, left backward. Okay, so most most I'm people regular. are regular, which is your right foot is your back foot. Um, I'm right-handed, but, and that's like, think, for some reason, that's the correlation for most people. Hmm, Even though yeah. I'm right-handed, I'm definitely goofy-footed. I feel weird trying to, like, skate or surf regular. Okay. Um, No, I, it's like, I think this is just, like, the basics, but it's like, you know, you're, you're, you're pushing down on your back foot. Mm-hmm. You, you make that contact that like kind of impact to yes. whatever. The, I think one of the keys is like with your forward foot, you start a little bit further back, but you're forward and you kind of slide and push forward. Mm-hmm. And it's that that impact that kind of pushes the board to kind of tip back over, sort of, I mean, tip it back, of course, is a weird way to, but like basically lift up yes. your back foot. Yeah. 
Cool. Um, so I was able to do that a little bit, you know. Um, but I, like I was, I was like very happy. I was like, I feel like this is better than I was able to do when I was a yeah. kid. So I was, it was like a victory in that sense. But once again, nothing to write home about. Oh, um, it's it's <laughs> rad as hell. I, I, it is rad. Yeah. Last question about this, the ollieing. <laughs> when you were practicing, were yeah. you in motion or were you uh, uh, just like at a standstill? Um, or was it a mix more, of bag? I guess a little bit, a little bit of motion, but more, more standstill. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And I just got in the driveway. That's um, the way to do it. Yeah, just go on the driveway and do it, and then um, it was fun. Mimi, I, I did an ollie. <laughs> she, she was very kind. She came out, she came out and took some pictures of me, and Aww. then like uh, they looked cooler than I probably really. It did sounds familiar. Really. I feel like I if you maybe because I, I posted one I on Instagram. Like <laughs> I was there like, look go. at this ridiculousness. That's uh, awesome. But it was uh, it was fun. Yes, yeah, uh, Skater Die was a fun uh, video game too. By the way, I uh, played it. I, I feel like it's probably not that great now. It's like an arcade. I think I played it in the arcade. Okay. Um, but it, it's just a fun game where it's like you're trying to skate around. Uh, I think it's similar to like Paperboy. That's the one, right? Yeah. Which is mm. like a tough game, but like where you're trying to deliver papers, but yes. then like little tornadoes or stuff like came, came mm-hmm. along. It's the same thing. It's like little tornadoes or something like that came along. But and you're then delivering you. like uh, sick tricks to people's eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Checks out. But um, it's, you know, that's a title that has lived through the ages. Like skate or die, man. Skate or die. Dude, uh, we, uh, Reactivators, uh, which uh, I don't know if you know, that's Tyler Schnupp and Nick yes, uh, yeah, Costando's yeah. podcast, yeah. uh, where they react to the games that they invade, but they just had Janine Hogan and Ben Castle on to talk about Tony nice. Hawk one. It was one of the funniest episodes I've ever <laughs> heard, but they, they definitely utter that phrase on that. I episode. love it. I love it. Oh, I also played 1080. Although oh, I, snowboarding? but I, I t- yeah, the snowboarding one, but I, I think I'd prefer Tony Hawk more so, but yeah. that was a pretty fun game too. It's crazy. I love a good snowboarding game. Uh, yeah. Um, not, thank you, know, you not, for. Oh, sorry. I was just going to not that many great surfing games, are there? Or am I missing I've, one? I know they had a Kelly Slater pro surfer. There's probably more, but I never even got into that. Right. I don't think they're yeah. as good, as, at least as far as I know. But yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you're all good. I thank you for going down that uh, skateboarding tangent with me. That's fun. <laughs> That's uh, fun. Yeah. I could talk about enjoying skateboarding, but I don't know enough about it. But, you know, um, Connor, let's go skateboarding sometime. Let's do it. That would be a dream. I've also, right. I've, I've told people I would do this with them before and then I've never done it. So maybe we'll, we will someday. We'll make it happen. Um, clubhouse parking lot. Look out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably that's what it'll be. <laughs> just get hit by a car. Um, uh, oh, golden eye wise. Um, yeah. so we've gotten there. You've shared a lot of fun things about the game. Um, I do want to ask you just a few more questions and get into the weeds a little bit. You said yeah. you played the campaign in the multiplayer. Any memories of like what was fun for you about playing with other people at all i i guess it's like uh, i mean it's just one of those things any of those like kind of multiplayer games are just kind of fun the thrill of it like mm-hmm. you're you're playing with friends and then you're trying to <laughs> one up your friend in some way i guess you know oh, um, of course it, yeah i thought it was always fun i think like the levels that they had for multiplayer they're probably like very basic now compared mm-hmm. to today's standards but uh, at least for the time, they were like uh, pretty multifaceted. It was just like there's so many different areas you could go to and then hide into and then like surprise and stuff like that. Your friends and just like running around. And I don't know. It just it. I bet if I played it now with friends, it would be fun, but it wouldn't be as fun. But for something at the time, it was like fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, were you when you played the multiplayer? Um, was it also in that same stage of like you were also in college or was it? Yeah. Was it earlier? Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like college. Yeah. Was this on your N64 or did someone else have it? Ooh, you know, I had an N64. I guess it was probably mine, but I think um, at least one of the other friends that I had had an N64 as well. Okay. So, yeah. 
Nice. Um, yeah. And uh, oh, you know what? You know what I didn't like in Bond was there was a golden gun, which is a gun that just kills you with one shot. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I think if I remember correctly, you could turn that option off though in like multiplayer because okay. it's like okay, great, <laughs> great. Yeah. Just one hit KO. Such a, such a dumb thing. Yeah. I guess if you were just like goofing off, it'd be fun. But yeah, if you're maybe being a little competitive, it's probably a little <laughs> less. So kind of like why I think people like to turn off. Trust me, I love playing with items in Super Smash, but people like to turn them off for that. Mm-hmm. I think that exact reason. So like, no, it doesn't measure your skill. Right, right. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, great, the, Zach. Uh, oh, by the way, I heard that yes, please. Goldeneye might be coming out on Switch, um, like a remastered version of it. There have been some rumors out there quite recently. So this is almost a topical episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who knows? Maybe some news will drop this week and we'll be really lucky with that SEO search. I would. Um, Oh, yeah. Nice. Yes. I would love for it to drop. That'd be fantastic. I would definitely play it again. I think Um, it would be great if they even just released it because the Nintendo Switch now for Nintendo Switch Online, if you have the expansion, it has N64 and Sega Genesis games. Mm there are some rare games that are, oh, in fact, perfect. Banjo-Kazooie. Okay. Uh, don't know if you played that, but that is a rare published game uh, yeah. that is coming out, I think, this next week. Um, perfect. But maybe there's a world where Goldeneye could, too. I don't know if there's any licensing I, issues with, like, Brosnan's face oh, or the right. music <laughs> with MGM. I mean, but, I'd be fine with if, it, if they couldn't use Brosnan's face. That's fine. Yeah. That, that wouldn't be, the like, the deal breaker for me in any way. Um, um, I would love that. I did see some footage of, like, I guess there was some leaked stuff like um, years ago where they were like, in a, it was like a remastered version. Yes. I, it's still like, you know, it doesn't look like the best graphics or anything, but it's way better. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, this is, <laughs> it's basically, you're like, I could play this. I feel like playing, cause actually I did do this. Oh, I don't remember what year this was. Like some years ago, I got out like the N64 and GoldenEye and I tried it again. And I was like, this is really kind of hurting my eyes because it's yes. just, it's like that style is like, it's difficult. It's Especially a bit, it's a bit a much. Especially on modern TV. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anything like PS2, GameCube, Xbox, and and older is it looks so much better on like a CRT tube TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, exactly. Made, yeah, it's made to blend those awful polygons <laughs> and those blurry, exactly. muddy textures. Ah, uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Zach, uh, do you have? Is there anything else that you would like to share uh, about your experience with this game? Um, or, and if not, maybe you could uh, just sort of, you know put a bow on what this game meant to you or the place that it held. Um, this was a fantastic experience for me. Um, growing up, if you will, you know, young years, uh, loved playing it. Um, and I, I, I'm really glad I did. As I said, in retrospect, I probably could have played it slightly less and that would have been better, (laughs) but I still got that degree and that's okay. (laughs) Hell yeah. You won, you won twice that week, even with the extension. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Uh, Thank you. Um, of course. Oh, you know, one other video game thing I just want to mention this. Sorry. I, it popped in my head. No I love apologies the, necessary. I love the, um, the music of early video games. Like, the, yeah, like the Nintendo ones and, mm-hmm. and, and of that era. Some of the best music. <laughs> it's like so good. I love to, uh, so it's fun for me, especially mostly with Nintendo stuff, because I'm yeah. so familiar with that to like hear music from a game and sort of be like, this is, this is a Game Boy Advance game or this is an right. NES game based on how it's composed and like the bleeps and bloops they were using. <laughs> yeah. It's really great. It, uh, it's great. It's so unique. There's not, it's like its own genre, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it's synthesizer based and whatnot, but it's just like cool. Like there are these cool little ditties. They're usually kind of short, that, but they can be looped. Yes. But they're like, 
there you don't usually most of them you don't get tired of every now and then there's like a game where you're like okay i don't want to hear this song anymore <laughs> but <laughs> but like for let's for use for example super mario brothers mm-hmm. i never get tired of that music the music's playing in the background i'm like dun, 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 you know and so on and so on it's like yeah it works i love all that stuff um so good that's awesome. The music man himself got had to get a music <laughs> drop in there. Um, got to get that in there. Well, thank you for you know talking about a lot of a lot of in the weed stuff, a lot of yeah. music stuff, but also you know your experience with this game. I know this is an incredibly popular one that uh, we could probably hear from a lot of people, and they would all have different specific stories and experiences to share. Right. But thank you. Um, before we wrap up the show, Zach, I do have some fun segments uh, prepared for you based off of this game the first of which is the fact me by your game segment where i will just share with you a couple of fun facts and trivia uh, about goldeneye Um, fun facts the first one we actually got a little piece of um like in the opening to the to the history and context of this game and i have this titled early concepts Uh, these both come from a great youtube channel called did you know gaming um so listeners feel free to check them out and specifically their video on GoldenEye. But early in the game's development, GoldenEye was planned to be a 2D side-scroller. Again, this was developed by Rare, who had just come off doing Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2. Found an incredible series of games. uh, Had such a a great amount of success with them, but they, I think, were, you know, comfortable. They were like, well, this is what we know is the 2D (laughs) side-scroller. I don't know if we can do a first-person shooter, um, but eventually it was scrapped for the more on-rails shooter type, type game with, yeah. as we already heard, a primary influence being Virtua Cop. It's – if anyone remembers, you know, going to like – for me, the, 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 I'm thinking about games I would play at the arcade where you go right. to a screen, you shoot a bunch of guys who come out from a corner uh, yeah. or, and, and or from like behind an obstacle. And then once you're done with that screen, the game kind of moves you forward to the next one. Yes. Um, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. I played one, fun, just different. I played one of those games that's been like banned since then in Ooh. New York during um, Del Close Marathon one time. I don't remember. Dude. What the, but one of those games where you're like, this is hor- – we, we played it. It's one where it's like there's scenes of like people are being tortured or something. Does this ring oh, a bell? Amazing. No, but and then it sounds we're like, great. <laughs> we're like, but it, honestly, here, honestly, though, you're like, I don't feel comfortable doing this anymore. Yes. I know yeah. it's a video game, but I was like, I don't want to play this anymore. Dude, uh, some people might know what I'm talking about, but it's like you're just shooting things. A lot of things you're shooting are mm-hmm. monsters, but then at some point you're shooting people that are like chained up in a torch. And you're oh, like, no, mm, I don't like this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But those, that's that DCM. kind of style of shooter game, I guess. And then, but this is like another level. Yeah. That's just part of the DCM experience. You know, go to New York, <laughs> do right. some improv, uh, play a game. Play a game that makes you. you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, but. Anyway, this all came before they eventually did adopt the design of a more of a level-based first-person shooter like uh, Doom that came before it. Mm-hmm. Um, the second fact I have for you, yeah. I have titled Reload with the Rumble Pack. And okay. yeah. um, another development, uh, piece of development history that I have uh, that I wanted to share was before um, the Rare developers got their hands on a Nintendo 64 dev kit, uh, they began the process – uh, of developing this game with an SGI Onyx workstation. I believe that stands for, I don't think that's Silicon Graphics, but it's a specific workstation they were used for game development. And they used a modified Sega Saturn controller that had a stick on it. Okay. So um, that's what they were working on. But 
after obtaining the N64 kit and controller when those were released, Mm -hmm. there was an initial period where they considered having the player uh, eject and insert the rumble pack as if to like manually reload and load your ammo. (laughs) So like kind of like you would do with a real gun and put a magazine in. Um, Nintendo wasn't hot on the idea. I don't know if it was because it simulated actual like you know using and firing right. of a gun too much but uh, yeah yeah or if it was just like they're like hey not everyone's gonna have one of these things <laughs> <laughs> that too i'm glad they didn't do that uh yeah i think yeah. that it's maybe too real in some ways uh personally i wouldn't care for that mm-hmm. also i feel like it'd be a big source of frustration right just like oh i dropped it and we're oh, oh shit we're, yes. yeah like just try you know i got it in kind of, it just didn't reload it didn't, sorry. <laughs> yeah it's funny no, because even though Nintendo's the one the, are the ones who nixed this, this seems like something they would have totally embraced with like the Power Wii generation. Oh, oh yeah, and the Labo. Yeah, just those kind of things they've kind of shot for the stars with yeah. certain things. It would, this is something almost that would have been cool as like an optional like option. True. Yeah, they could have done that. An optional option. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, did they? They did have a rumble pack, right? Yeah, um, uh-huh. but did they have any sort of game that sort of had that element of it, or was it just always like your rumble pa- your rumble pack is on, and if there's something that's going to rumble, it's going to rumble, and that's it, right? I think it was just that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they ever I had see. any um, extra additional like meta uses like that, right? As far as I could tell. Um, okay. That is it for the fact me buy your game segment, and Love we'll those. lead us to the final one, which is the game recommendations segment. So. Zach, I have prepared for you uh, three game recommendations. Ooh. And um, this is my one forced tie-in on the show to the movie Call Me By Your Name, which this uh, show is uh, sort of named after. Right. Where I'm going to treat Goldeneye as your passionate summer love and uh, these <laughs> recommendations as possible new flings for you. Sort yeah, of. Yeah, uh, Awesome. You know, like with some ties to Goldeneye in each of their own different ways, just to see what sticks because you never know. When someone starts dating a new person, um, the first of which I have for you is if you want to play a console defining shooter, another one of those, but in a more cartoony way, I'll recommend to you uh, Splatoon 2, which is okay. uh, actually a game on most of the times I don't expect people to ever play these, but uh, Splatoon 2 is a wonderful Nintendo Switch game. Have you heard of this? I have heard of it. Yes, but I haven't played it. No, it's. I think it's so much fun. It's a third-person shooter where you're playing as these little squid kids. You shoot paint around the map. The goal is to cover the map with more paint than your the other team by okay. the time the, the game runs out. But you can also swim in the paint. So if you, like, shoot a line of paint, then you turn it into a squid and you're swimming through the paint. <laughs> uh, and uh, I don't know if it's a console-defining shooter, but I like to call it as such. Uh, the second recommendation nice. for you um, – mm-hmm is if you need more dinos and less spios in your <laughs> Nintendo 64 first-person shooter game, I'll recommend Turok 2. Do you know I this used, game? I used to play that, actually, yeah. How I don't think I ever think finished it. I um, I love that recommendation because I did enjoy that game for sure. I But I'm thinking back to it, I'm like, I don't think I finished it. But it was a fun game. Yeah, you'd have like a little bow and arrow, right? Mm-hmm. And then you'd have like all these uh, prehistoric animals, dinosaurs, or like saber-toothed tigers or stuff yes. like that they'd have to deal with. I think you had this an axe is, too, right? Does that sound you right? You may have. I have Turok too, but okay. I don't think I've ever played more than like 30 minutes of it. I've turned it on a million times and I'll always be like, <laughs> oh, I don't really feel like playing this. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, probably has something to do with being used to a more, you know, tw- a dual I, stick shooter now. Of course. I think that that's a big element. Um, I, if Golden Knight comes out, I'm going to try it out. But you know, is yes. it going to be the same? Probably not. It's hard It'll to be, say. You never know though. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, the last recommendation for okay. you is if you'd rather play a mini game Nintendo 64 mm-hmm. shooter instead of a whole shebang, <laughs> uh, I, and the one I played the most, um, I would recommend the first-person shooter minigame in Banjo-Tooie. Uh, it is just one mode of the game where you okay. are basically carrying around Kazooie, who's the bird, uh-huh. and you shoot him like a gun. He shoots eggs out of his mouth. <laughs> um, I had so much fun with this growing up, uh, and if you want something more simple like that, this is going to do it for you. I love that. I've never played that one. Is that one, uh, can you get it on Switch, like online? or No, but because Kazooie is coming, I'm, I bet Tui will come at some point. Okay. So keep your eyes peeled, Mr. Wilson. I will. Wilson. Thank you. Thank you for those recommendations. I love them. You are so welcome. Uh, and that'll do it for the Rex. And of course, that will actually bring us to the end of the show. Um, so before we, you know, plug in stuff, uh, which I would love for you to repeat anything you want to share. Uh, Zach, thanks again for doing this. A long time coming. This was a really nice chance to get to sit down and just hang out for a little bit tonight. So thanks for doing this. Uh, Connor, thank you so much for having me on here. This was a blast. Um, Love to go down video game memory lane. Um, truly was. I it's like feel like I just remembered stuff. I just as we were talking, I was like, oh yeah, I played Good. this and this and that. Uh, truly a joy. Um, and so thank you for having me on this podcast. Absolutely, dude. Uh, it's it's really fun to just hear from people, new people for the first time about their experiences. So thanks. Um, as far as plugs go, what do you want yeah. the listener to check out? Anything that we talked about before that we could throw a link in the show notes about? Yeah, uh, let's see. Oh, okay, I have another podcast, Stone Cold Paradise. Um, oh, yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Check out that, please. Um, pitch, pitch the podcast Oh, yeah, so us, it's me. If you don't mind. Yeah, um, it's me and uh, Andrew Young and uh, Ryan Coyle and Allison Phillips, and we um, were a fake British band. Um, <laughs> and uh, we were basically going over the, like, 50-year history of our, our band, talking about albums, music, all that stuff. It's uh, fully improvised, Uh and it's just been a very fun podcast to do. Uh, we're on break at the moment, but we have, I think like, oh, I forget. It's like 12 or 13 episodes of season one are out. And then we'll have season two coming out um, sometime soon. So killer. Yeah. It's really so check funny. that out. Uh, and then, oh yeah. That too. Thank you. Uh, Baywatch Watch. Uh, we have an Instagram yes. at Baywatch Watch. And we're also killer. on Twitter, but it's Instagram is where we're uh, active. So cool. And I forgot to, ch- I didn't check my band's. I don't know. Maybe it's the Taint official OC if, or something like that. If you find I don't know. it in the next three days, shoot it to me, and then, or Let I might know. even do a little search while I'm building yeah. the the post for this. Let me know so. what it is too. I don't know. <laughs> I will. I hope to right? help you out. <laughs> um, I'll send you all the all the things I find under that search, uh, and we'll see what sticks. Um, well, thanks again, dude. I'll go ahead. Oh, thank you. And, oh, another plug. Oh, yeah. Come see Mock once we're active again Thursday nights at the clubhouse. Mock Improv, baby. Never Love. forget. Please. Um, <laughs> I'll go ahead and close this out with some plugs of my own. So uh, here we go. The cover art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find him and his art on his Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y. Of course, uh, this show is produced by Jeremy Schmidt. You should check out his podcast, Video Games, a Comedy Show, also on our network here at Super NPC Radio. Again, check out our Patreon. If you like hearing me talk about video games, me talking to others about games, there is truly a crazy amount of content there. We just did an entire Legend of Zelda Games Club last year where we covered almost the entire series 
in a book club style format. We're doing Metal Gear Solid for the first half of this year and the second half. Surprise is yet to come, but we have decided that. Uh, and of course, the co-op episodes. We just did Halo Infinite. We've done all sorts of stuff like Breath of the Wild, God of War, uh, Celeste. We it's we have 19 of those uh, and more to come. So check us out there. You can find me on social media at Connor underscore McCabe and on Twitch. Although it's been it's been about ten days since I streamed, so <gasps> apologies. I know I'll, I'll try What's to get back on, to Connor? it. You know I've just been just a busy guy over here. Um, <laughs> but you can find me at twitch.tv slash cons is cool sixty nine. Of course, links to everything in the show notes. That'll do it for this episode of Call Me by Your Game. We will see you That's, on. That- the next one that's what it was the taint 69 that's the uh is it actually no i'm kidding